Good morning, Contrarians. It is Wednesday morning, November 2nd, about 6.20 a.m. Today is Fed Day. Happy Fed Day. The Fed meets today, concludes its meeting today, and at 2 p.m. will announce its interest rate decision, and which will be followed by the press conference with Jay Powell at 2.30. So as of this hour, all is quiet in the uh, futures markets. Stock futures are flat. Major U.S. indexes not really moving much from the break-even point. Bonds are seeing a few bids at the short end of the curve. The yield on the two-year is down two basis points to 4.52%, which is still higher than it was yesterday. The 10-year is flat. Commodities aren't really doing much, although natural gas futures are up 4%, continuing a volatile ride for that, that security. Cryptos are down a bit. Bitcoin is down 1% to trade around 20400 I saw Dogecoin is dropping again, but did not pay very close attention as I don't care very much about cryptos other than just as a gauge of risk. So as I mentioned, of course, it is Fed Day, the conclusion of the two-day Federal Open Market Committee meeting, the FOMC, and the expectation here is for another 75 basis point rate hike, which would bring the Fed target rate to an even 4%, I guess 3.75 to 4 if we're being strict. But anyway, uh, at last look here, the Fed fund futures were pricing in a 87% chance of this happening. That is up from 84% when I went to bed last night. Make of that what you will. It probably means we will get 75 basis points. It will be a major shock at this point if we get anything but that. However, the focus will be more on what is in the policy statement and what Jay Powell says in his press conference. And specifically, people will be looking for clues of a pivot away from aggressive rate hikes at future meetings. So it's not about what's happening at this meeting so much as what they are saying about future expectations. Now, we don't actually have all that much in the way of clues to lead us to believe there will be this. There's a bunch of scuttle around it. There was a statement attributed to San Francisco Fed President Mary Daly that now is the time to start planning for stepping down. That's the most definitive thing we've seen. It's one of the most recent things we've seen from the Fed right before they enter their their blackout period. But one would think that when it comes to these interest rate policy, what Jay Powell said at his infamous, now infamous Jackson Hole Summit uh, address back in August might carry more weight. I've included a quote here. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it talks about how the importance of restoring price stability and how reducing inflation is likely to require a sustained period of below-trend growth and some softening of labor market conditions. So that is – it also speaks about how this will bring some pain to households and businesses and that these are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. So he was prepping the market for pain ahead. Right. That was back in August. There has been some more information that has come out since then, some more data. Unfortunately, none of it speaks to any of the things that he's been looking for. Prices are elevated. 
Labor market, condition, labor market conditions are very tight. We just saw yesterday with the JOLTS report that the job vacancies are higher than they than were anticipated. Those have held steady for months. Um, we have unemployment initial jobless claims down again. And if you're looking for pain to households and businesses, it's hard to see exactly where that might be. Companies have been raising their outlooks. Consumers are flush with cash and spending it on things they don't need. And most crucially, if you look at the actual inflation data, be it the CPI or the Fed's supposedly preferred inflation gauge, the with the what PCE deflator, then neither of those are showing any signs of inflation cooling. Prices are continuing to rise across the board, and that is not an environment where the Fed can really start talking about normalizing policy. And again, going back to Jackson Hole, Jay Powell was very clear about the Fed's mission where price stability is concerned, talking how about without price stability, the economy doesn't work for anyone. It's the primary responsibility of the Fed and serves as the bedrock of our economy, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's all talk. But still, what this means now is that the Fed has quite the tightrope to walk here. And the Fed is in a bind over this, one would think, between giving the market what it wants in terms of pivot language and what it's been expecting now, if we look at asset prices going back a couple weeks, stocks have been bid up, and then continuing to sound hawkish enough to where it can still claim it is supporting price stability. The bottom line. So fortunately for the Fed, we, don't, we aren't talking about them reversing course all at once, all at this one meeting. Nobody's expecting that. In fact, like I said, we're still looking at a 75 basis point rate hike. We're still looking for most of the rhetoric to be very hawkish. But to, to meet conditions for a pivot, all they really have to do is some talk of slowing the rate of interest rate, uh, the, yeah, the rate of interest rate hikes over the coming quarters, I guess. This doesn't even mean that they talk, speaking of a 50 basis point rate hike at the next meeting, which is, by the way, in December, just some language that references the likelihood of lesser rate hikes being warranted. And the Fed knows exactly how to, one would think, how to signal this uh, and give the market what it's looking for without abandoning its hawkish rhetoric. And it may not even be in the, in the policy statement. Maybe the policy statement will be essentially unchanged over the last meeting. It may come in the press conference. Uh, but, you know, Jay, yeah, so we'll have to watch for that. Now, what's difficult to see is what they can actually cite in the way of data points to support this. Uh, as we've seen, there literally is not a single data point that speaks to lower prices, other than maybe gasoline, and that's not due to monetary policy. It's due to fiscal policy, draining the reserves. Maybe housing. I've linked you to a piece by my good friend Barry Knapp, who's uh, been on this podcast, and he has uh, some data from the from some housing data that would support, I guess, the Fed case for softening its hawkish stance and, and I guess, supplying the pivot. 
but that even that sounds like a bit of a stretch when you have labor markets this this robust. But the market probably doesn't care about any of that. All the market wants is some kind of pivot language, something resembling pivot language or stepping down or whatever. If it gets that, one assumes it will rally, at least for today. Whether that persists is another question. Eventually, one would think that the market may realize that the Fed is still in a bind over this and still needs to raise rates, that they've locked themselves into this inflation battle, even if it's at a measured pace. And you could certainly argue that they, they should slow down the interest rate hikes, that it takes a while for these to be felt in the economy. Maybe that's the case that they'll make, that they're starting to see some signs of such blah, 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 without citing anything specific, but how these rate hikes take some time to take effect and that maybe pausing at some point will be warranted. Something like that. That'll be enough. But maybe, maybe not. You know, maybe maybe they won't. Maybe they will shock us all and not do anything at all resembling a pivot. And at that point, we'll have a huge sell-off. One would think. One would think. But again, the conventional wisdom is kind of out the window here, or has been, at least since the last CPI report, whenever that was a couple of weeks ago. When that came in hotter than expected, markets sold off for about a minute and then had a huge rally that basically has continued through this day. So... That is where we are today. I didn't even mention we have a couple of earnings, but all that is secondary. It's all about the Fed. It's all about the pivot hopes. It's all about whether they can walk this tightrope and give the market what it wants or stick to the script and provide the hawkish rhetoric on inflation without giving us any pivot, which would lead to a sell-off right into the midterms. Maybe the Fed has some political uh, considerations to deal with. Maybe they don't. Who knows? Leave that for somebody else to argue about. I've joined on long enough. Ten minutes. This is the longest this will be. This is a free one. Enjoy it. And by all means, let me know what you think. You can reply to the email you've received if you want me to see it only. I won't share that with anybody. I'll respond if you want me to. And you can also um, comment publicly on the Substack. You need to be a paying member to do so. You should become a paying member if you enjoyed this at all. And uh, maybe even if you didn't, maybe it raised some things that you don't want to really think about, uh, but you think that you might need to see this every morning. Anyway, enough from me. I'll shut up. Enjoy the day. Premium subscribers, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Everybody else, some point next week, maybe. Bye.